0: The Battle of the Labyrinth, Chapter 1. I battle the cheerleading squad. The last thing I wanted to do on my summer break was blow up another school. But there I was Monday morning, the first week of June, sitting in my mom's car in front of Good High School. I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood. Join us as we journey back through a childhood favorite series.
1: And see what lessons we can learn as adults from these books that meant so much to us as kids. Period. Period
0: queen.
1: Anyone else find it so weird when she said Battle of the Labyrinth?
2: I mean, yeah.
1: (laughs) Concept of the (laughs) book. I just like I like I knew I then knew we were starting this book today. Yeah. Like it was weird. It's weird to hear it for the first time. Because I feel like we've been reading the Titans Curse for forever. I know. Actually, admittedly, the Titan's Curse went pretty fast. Sea of Monsters was the longest. It It was
2: the Lightning Thief for me. I don't know why. That's fair.
1: Lightning Thief is like physically the longest. So yeah, that one that makes sense. I I'm excited because I finally I could not find my physical copies of Sea of Monsters or of Titan's Curse, but I do have my physical copy of Battle of the Labyrinth.
2: Yay! Um, His little hardcover.
1: So it's nice to have some paper again. I hate that it's hardcover, though.
2: I think it's so funny that of all of the Percy Jackson books, that is the one. <laughs> like this
0: is the hardcover. I mean, it's a good, it's a good book. Like reading it, I was like, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I, for- I forgot how good this is.
1: No, yeah. I agree. It's like it's interesting because I feel like when you you have paperback of a series and one hardcover, it's like the first or the last true no yeah i was thinking that too this is just like number four
2: exactly No, five. that's what i mean
1: <laughs> all of my are all of my heroes of olympus hardcover i don't know i have no idea
0: i don't even remember finding a paperback for
1: both my, i think my lost Heroes paperback yeah same mark of athena is definitely hardcover and i could not tell you anything else no. <laughs> i have no other things to tell you about it there how are we? How are we today?
2: Um, still in the midst of packing to go back
0: to school. Oh yes. <laughs> but that's kind of it. I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay.
1: So, yeah, I, I'm also in the midst of packing, which means I have like pulled some stuff out onto my floor and packed nothing.
0: Fair. Mm.
1: But All packing starts with unpacking your feelings.
2: So moving on. So I have the summary.
0: (laughs) That made
1: sense. (sighs) Thank you for the validation. Anyways, today we are talking about chapters one and two of Battle of the Labyrinth. I battle the cheerleading squad and the underworld sends me a prank call through the theme of normalcy. Uh, oh,
2: okay.
1: oh. Oh. Oh,
2: oh, uh, oh. Dolphin?
1: Oh, Seal? no one. I was doing like, uh, oh, 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 it's magic. Selena Gomez.
2: Oh, no, I now I understand.
1: Okay. Or possible our alternative oh, 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 Zempick.
2: I have seen that. <laughs>
1: And before we get hate mail, I am aware that Selena Gomez isn't the original singer of the song. (laughs) Oh (laughs) no! In my head, she is. So, Ava, take it away, summarizing episodes one and two of *Wizards of Waverly Place*.
2: Oh my god, that was actually pretty funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it really surprising
2: when I say something real clever? No, that's not. I mean. But I, it was just a very smooth transition. Anyway, not to deconstruct, um, comedy, but, um, I do have the summary for chapters one and two, but the funny thing here is, um, that before we started recording, we all kind of discussed how we actually don't remember any of these chapters, even though we recently read them. So this summary is going to be really interesting, um. And I apologize to all of our listeners who know this book better than we do. You um, will likely be um, rather scandalized at the things I leave out. However,
1: we have never am claimed We have never claimed once to be Percy Jackson ec- experts. We are simply people rereading this book. It's true. Yeah, that's
0: so real. It's true.
2: All right, so I'm ready whenever.
1: Three, two, one, go.
2: Okay, Um. Paul Blofus, Summer Break um he's helping percy with something then um he's percy sneaks into orientation at a school called good which is fun and then um there's kelly and um it's her her leg is like metallic and then it turns out uh uh-oh they're not great um rachel elizabeth there shows up um really fun and then they just have a lot of uh problems where they realize that you're kidding
1: All right, so she almost finished the first half of chapter one.
2: Oh, that's so bad. Okay, well.
1: (laughs) Granted, this was hard because so much happened in these two chapters.
2: Chapter two was so long.
1: Chapter two was so long. It was like twice as long as chapter one. Yeah. So what did she forget? So much. Um, I mean, Uh, oh, I was going to say they blow up the school. Yes. That is. The title is kind of a misnomer because it's really not a cheerleading squad. It's just simply two cheerleaders.
2: Yeah, true. It's yeah. not a lot
1: different than an entire cheerleading squad.
2: True. There's also, um we
1: meet
0: Grover's girlfriend.
1: We do meet Grover's girlfriend, Jennifer. Juniper. I, do.
0: I forgot about Juniper. Me too. Her. I completely She's forgot so about this
1: girl. Like, completely did not know Me she too. existed until we got back here and I was like oh yes the green girl <laughs> um also we have a little like Annabeth Rachel Percy love triangle uh moment like she, he's about to go on a date with with Annabeth and then she's like oh no you blew up a school and also there's a pretty girl here
2: I remember being so tired of this love triangle. I was like, are you actually kidding me? Just put Percy and Annabeth together, you cowards. Like, I was so done.
1: I do have to say we've had one chapter with Rachel Elizabeth there, and I'm already tired of the love triangle. Not of her. I love Rachel. Yeah. Tired of the love triangle.
2: I never really liked her, but I think it was just because I was like, how are you relevant? I don't know. But, like, now I like her more reading it, um... Again, it's just like I don't know. I
1: like her when you, you look at her powers as like the ability to see through the mist and like compare her to Sally.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and you watch like Sorry. that those like alternative paths that are kind of taken there. Mm-hmm. Uh that they can do with their powers. And I, I like that little little book. Yeah. Uh what else happens? Uh we meet Quintus
2: yes i forgot completely
1: i this man came out of nowhere yep um we'll we'll get talk more about him in the i forgot sex section but he meets a man who's like an adult demigod and they're like yeah you can survive past 16 it does happen
0: <laughs> it's possible kid
1: and then tyson's back
0: yeah
1: our king Tyson. Aww. What a good brother. He fixes the shield. Yeah. Alright. Before we get into what we forgot, uh, I have some music for us.
2: <gasps> yes.
0: Amazing.
1: So this week, we begin the uh, Return to Camp half Battle of the Labyrinth playlist, uh, affectionately titled on Spotify as Playlist of the Labyrinth.
2: Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very nice.
1: And uh, my choice for chapter one is Cool to Be Kind, the Letters to Cleo version, um, because it just has vibes of him fighting the impuset. And nice. in, like, a gym, and, like, the drum, they're in a band room. and it, I don't know. It made me, I can, <laughs> and I can hear drums in the song. It's weird choices this week, but they make sense to me. And then yeah. my second choice is Hijanga, uh, by Jacob Collier. And that's for Chapter 2. Just, like, it has a little bit of nature-y stuff when Grover's talking to the Council of Cloven Elders, and it ha- kind of has, like, Percy walking around the camp uh, <laughs> vibes. <laughs> we, we see lots of different areas of the camp. Um, and i kind of just been waiting to use this song. And Nice. It, I, I I could make it make sense. So
2: yes, understood. There we go. Respect.
1: All right. So then, what else did we forget?
0: <sighs> <laughs> Forgot he existed. Yeah.
1: Yep. I like. Do we spoil? I mean, yes. So he's Daedalus right?
0: Forgot I... that too. <laughs>
1: oh I just spoiled it for Ava that's okay
0: <laughs> I mean we have never claimed to be spoiler free here no we have it, never
1: it seems so obvious when he was like oh yes my little bird <laughs> uh,
2: Oh, true. You know <laughs> a-
1: Ava is shocked by, <laughs> by the foreshadowing
2: <laughs> of a book I've already read <laughs> yes yeah.
1: I knew I obviously remember Daedalus was in it but I forgot like context of him i just thought they found him in the maze me too and so i was like oh yes this man is here this whole time they keep hiring strangers to work at this camp weird why i mean i guess not strangers
2: they Uh keep hiring
1: people who have a history of hurting children like obviously big sad his son died but a little his fault right (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah
1: and then we have Tantalus who ate some kids or fed his kids to the gods
2: mm-hmm. different things yeah one is Zeus and one is Tantalus <laughs> uh-huh.
1: and then Dionysus hates children yup these haplas are not set up for success whatsoever Mm-mm. he also says he says he's a half-blood who is his parent
0: good question i forgot he existed so like how would i even know
2: yeah same
1: i was gonna say, i did ask people who also forgot that he existed so um someone tell us i mean i'm i'm sure we'll find out but do we i don't know
2: that we could google it or something
1: i think it's a very easy google but you know
2: you know i got it hold on
1: okay Doing the hard work, doing the research, studying. Step aside, Athena. <laughs> Ava is the real goddess of wisdom. <laughs> Do you think Athena was jealous of Google, or did you, did Athena probably invent Google? I don't know. There, I see two different plot lines.
0: I think inventing Google makes much makes more sense.
1: That's fair. I like that. I like giving her credit for that. (laughs) Because who else?
2: Yeah.
1: I'm sure there's some mortal who invented Google, but I don't know his name or care to.
2: Yeah. It's funny that you said um, Athena because... Is it Athena? Yeah, but it also says like in the myth, Daedalus's parents are just mortals, but in the series... (laughs) That makes sense. Athena, Which is fun.
1: Because he has that little, like, Annabeth moment. This is Annabeth's book. Hmm. I think. I don't remember a lot about this book. But from what I do Me remember, either. I remember she gets a laptop. Um.
2: I don't remember that.
1: No, and that's cool. she has a little feud with Hera. And so, therefore, my guess is this is Annabeth's book.
2: Cool. We, we'll see. You know what? I'll take it. I remember virtually nothing.
1: Speaking of remembering virtually nothing, the Council of Cloven Elders?
2: I didn't know that In that's it? when they met. Like, I knew, like, they, I very much remembered that they were a thing. I just didn't remember that they convened.
1: <laughs> I mean, good on you. I didn't remember they existed.
2: Huh. I mean, I'll say that's the only thing I remember from this book, probably.
1: Interesting. An interesting choice, not like consciously. <laughs> Subconsciously remember yeah. it,
0: yeah.
1: I when Tyson came, I forgot Tyson came back, and it made me so happy. Like obviously, in the end of the last book, he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to come back to camp," but I was not prepared for him to come back to camp. I know. <laughs> and he he fixed he fixed the shield that was broken. In the last
2: and he was like, It's totally fine.
1: And he cleans everything. And he's like, Let's go hang out with Annabeth. Oh, (laughs) we forgot about it in our uh recap too. The underworld sends him a prank call.
2: Oh. (laughs) The title of the chapter. True. That's
1: yeah, I forgot that Nico has this little like blue ghost who tells him to do bad things. (laughs)
2: I know. It was it was actually a little funny when um it was like no but um you can pick someone who like kinda should have died and Nico's like no that's murder and then the ghost is like it's not if you don't want it to
0: be (laughs)
1: and Nico's like if if it's good
0: we are really full of thoughts today i have so
1: many thoughts today my thoughts are very scattered i've been very like moving in thinking
0: for the for the forgetting like i forgot all of it i know That's like, I pretty mu- we've covered like the big things that i forgot that i was like when i read them i was like oh now i remember how big of a part of the story this is yeah. but like pretty much everything i did forget about these chapters i i do remember parts of battle of the labyrinth so like I will start remembering, but the beginning of it, yeah, the they person. were
1: not these. Yeah, they were not these. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, not Tori Kelly. What are they? Someone in Kelly. Tammy, oh, Tammy and Kelly. That's funny. <laughs> Tori Kelly, the Impusai. Um, oh
0: my god.
1: I forgot about them at all. Me too. I, they, yeah, That's it. <laughs>
2: I just forgot. Like, that. I just it. forgot. Like, this I, section is short today. Like, I forgot.
1: <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. Well, I guess then we will take a quick break and then talk about the theme this week, normalcy. Amazing. Oh, yeah. We're doing ads now. So listen to one. All right, this week's theme is normalcy. So so where did we experience the concept of normalcy in these chapters?
2: I just think it's a little funny that the high school is called a good high school. Like, it is trying so hard. Like, it is overcompensating, like, in terms of normalcy, like it's trying so hard to be like we are a good high school with no demonic activity whatsoever at all, <laughs> and it's just very funny. Just like the oh, I, and I feel like that happens a lot in the whole series because I think that like a lot of these creatures kind of don't know how to act and like overcompensate
1: <laughs> in terms these of these creatures not be knowing how to act.
2: They don't. <laughs> <laughs> like medusa's like oh man like gotta have a career let's sell some statues like (laughs) that girly what
1: i have to say that is very her business plan still like statues and burgers like
2: no again like and i feel like people just try so hard to be like i'm not a monster like what are you talking about like i am a mortal
1: (laughs) but i'm a cheerleader yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Uh, yeah i I think it's interesting. We see in the very beginning of this book the attempt at, for Percy to have the most normal life possible. Like he now, now Sally and Paul are together. They're trying to be this little nuclear family. Uh, Sally's trying to get him into a a, a like a good school. Um, that is like safe and normal. It is like the the it is so normal that I was like, this is. Uh, this is weird. Like I was, I was put off by the fact that the school was acting so, so normal at first, and then obviously demon cheerleaders. Yep. But what school doesn't have demon cheerleaders? Mine didn't. We didn't have a cheer team.
2: Mine definitely did. I. Everyone was, you know, everyone I knew who was on the cheer team was very nice. But we had one, so that just means that. I mean Rick Riordan said demon cheerleaders and I said okay like I guess it's (laughs) like I guess it's just true for everyone then like you make the rules sir I live by your laws
1: (laughs) it's Rick Riordan's world we're all just living in it it's
0: true I was a
1: cheerleader I know you were oh my god oh my god there's a demon right here
0: Nobody ever believes me when I say I was a cheerleader. It takes you.
1: I believe you. It is a weird, like
0: first impression, you all did not believe me. You believe me now. No. Because I showed you pictures, but when you when I first was like, Yeah, I did cheer in high school, you were all like, No, you didn't. I was like, Yes, I did. I mean I
2: think that's not something you'd lie about, so I guess.
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's like like yeah, I believe you, but yeah, like it's. It makes it The more you know you, it makes sense. Your, your aesthetic is very emo, but your personality is very cheery and fun, and so it makes sense. So I picture you in like, like a black cheerleader's
0: uniform. Oh my school <laughs> right, colors were navy blue and white.
1: So, so you were like, close. Uh, very close. True? I could not picture you in like a super colorful cheerleaders that would seem very wrong to me
0: no i was mm. navy blue white and then we had like silver like deck
1: like decals on it and stuff that makes sense that's acceptable
0: yeah i was a cheerleader though so i guess i was a demon
1: hmm. no we well, didn't, didn't say have... all cheerleaders are demons. There, were,
2: there were just like a few probably yeah probably yeah
1: <laughs> right we've covered this the whole cheerleading squad didn't attack him only two
2: <laughs>
1: True. just Tori and Kelly.
2: I'm sure the rest of them, it's Tammy, but I'm sure
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I wish that was this God. Was an, I wish this was an intentional joke, like a little oh bit God. I was doing. It's really not. <laughs> just very funny. And what I can't even think. But what song does Tori Kelly sing? Is X's and O's? Is that her? No, it's nope. not it's she the
2: sings, one that's like "Should've this Been this Us"? My fight, that's Rachel Platt. Oh, <laughs> Rachel That's Patton. not her.
1: What, that, are you no. that is Tor- Rachel
2: Platt. <laughs> or Pl- I don't know if it's Patton or Platten. Um, I think it's What Platt. does Tori Kelly? Sing? Tori Kelly sings "Should've Been Us."
1: What should've been us?
2: <gasps> oh, it's such a banger! Wait,
0: I am literally my mind is bending. It, it isn't Tori Kelly <laughs> <laughs> Tori Kelly does not sing fight songs <laughs>
2: she I, never has I oh, didn't
0: she ever. I, no, I really I had such a solid idea in my mind that that's who sang
1: that it's just really funny because you were so confidently correcting me and like no it's not <laughs> because I really thought it was her I yeah, looked up, I, I looked don't up her ever... top songs, and I don't know a single one of these. No, <laughs> Who okay. is she? Oh, <laughs> holy is so shit! Big. Wait, well, I am literally
0: was so disoriented.
1: She How do was Involved
2: I... with Pentatonix, so she
1: was. That's probably why I know That's her name.
2: why we know her. Oh, I know. Don't I know? Yeah, should have been is so good. I know. Nobody love. See, I know. I know a few of these.
0: Wait, maybe I know. Sh-
2: you probably do.
0: I might know it should have been us. I listen
2: to that song like pretty often. It still goes hard even though if it's If like, I play
0: it right now, will we get copyright problems?
1: Yes, absolutely. Better. <laughs> all right, we did we did we cut out the uh, recording the playing of the song, but we did realize we do know the song Should Have Been Us by Tori Kelly.
2: As you all should, it's so good.
1: Not super well, but recognize her. I know every yeah. word. <laughs> Now that we've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> normalcy. Hmm. Normalize? Normalize Tori normalize? Kelly? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> normalize um, knowing that Rachel Platten sings by
1: song. <laughs> I, I, I thought that one was pretty commonly known.
2: Me too. <laughs> Especially because it was like overplayed for so long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway like, literally i don't know if we can even speak of this again because i'm so overwhelmed by the fact that it wasn't like this is shaking my worldview i really
1: thought it was she was so confident in
0: it. i was because i was like absolutely sure it was her okay we have to move on because i like i can't handle that i was wrong about that um all
1: right all right okay uh isn't it super sad that Percy can never have a normal life, because every time he tries to, uh, his world gets shattered. He couldn't even go on a date with the girl he doesn't know he's in love with because the universe tries to ruin it. Yeah, Bit of a left turn from Tori Kelly, but... um,
2: Uh, You're right, (laughs) though.
1: It's just really sad, but it is nice when we we get back to camp, and you're like, wait, this is the norm. Percy tries to fit himself and his life into a a normal box that just doesn't work for him and then he goes to camp and he's like oh yes this is the normal like this is the normal that works for me
0: yeah because like he didn't even I don't even think Percy is the one who's trying to fit his life into a certain box no I agree like his mother wants him to be normal so bad and it's not an unwrap like it's not an irrational thing for Sally to want. You know, like you want your kid to have a normal life to not die. Normal, to to not die, to have a normal high school experience that you had and like have a just have a good normal life. Like you want that for your kid. Um, but Sally is having a really hard time accepting that like that is impossible for Percy and like keep sending him to these schools even after she knows what's like what's always going to happen, you know? Because Percy knows what's going to happen, he's like, I don't want to go to these places. But Sally also knows what's going to happen, but doesn't really... No hate on Sally. Love her. She's being... You can completely see why she's doing this. It's just, like, at a certain point, you need to accept that, like...
1: It's not going to work. It's not going to work. I mean, that's, like, we have... Sometimes
0: you really want a certain version of normalcy, and it just doesn't work.
1: Yeah. That's really true. Because you see, like... The, with the camp system, there's either year-round campers or summer campers. Because for some people, going to the real world for the majority of the year just doesn't work for them, and that's okay. Normal is a myth that's made up by capitalism to tell you how your life should be. Um,
0: well, that's a certain
2: kind of normal, but yeah, yeah,
1: that's that's exactly what I'm saying.
2: Like this kind of normal in yeah. terms of like how person, yeah.
1: Like, the, the artificial idea of what's normal.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, as well as, like, I, mean, I feel like that goes along with, like, the idea of productivity, you know?
1: Exactly. Like, you think about that with, uh, like, uh, mental health and uh, learning disorders. Yeah. And, I mean, we obviously, Percy has ADD or ADHD, and you see that in... In schools, kids need IEPs or alternative systems to be able to work in the confines of a, a system that's not built for them. And that that pl- story is really analogous with Percy's, where he, he really tries to to go to these schools and have a normal life, but he can't because just the way his life is and the way he, he's just built different. <laughs> um, yeah. And so sometimes it works better for him to go to a summer camp.
2: Yeah. It's true.
1: Very true. And while I want Percy to have a normal, safe life, whatever is normal and safe is up to him to decide.
2: Exactly. I was going to say I just want him to be safe in his whatever way he is, you know?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's an interesting... The relationship between safety and normalcy whereas like it's it's safe to be the society's perception of normal and it's unsafe to to be like outside the norm but that's not the person's fault that's society's fault and th- yeah. i think that's something that's interesting we have to reframe that like if if the world was built where there Were institutionalized protections for demigods, they wouldn't have to go to their own summer camp because and they would be a lot safer. Obviously, like monsters, a little different, but they would be their education would be safer. Um, if they weren't, obviously, they're kind of like in hiding, and that's that that's an aspect to it, but yeah, but if society was built different, they would have would have to they would be able to have closer to a not normal I was almost in normal and I'm trying not to say normal but closer to uh the universal way of life yeah yes yes (laughs) yes indeed yes
2: we did it (laughs)
1: we solved it we solved all the problems of society
0: we did this is a bit of a stretch but i'm tired and when i'm tired my filter goes down so like we're gonna try it
1: we love a stretch
0: rachel has lived in like one leg in regular normal of like worldwide perceived normal and one leg in percy's normal and like half blood normal forever so it must have been a crazy moment for her and like it's it's shown in the book how excited she is to have someone confirm that what she is seeing is like real and in a sense normal and like something that's actually happening um for her that must have been such a big moment considering she was probably been told that she is irregular and crazy forever voicing like hey that's clearly a monster over there, right? And everyone's like, nope. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. So yeah, she definitely had a very interesting grasp on, change of grasp on normalcy um, during these chapters because she probably spent her entire life thinking she wasn't normal. And then this one guy comes along and is like, actually everything you've seen is real and correct and like what's actually happening? And she
1: was like, oh my God.
2: It's yeah. legit, Yeah.
1: It's really interesting because I feel like we have a lot of of other like fantasy series where like Rachel would be the main character.
2: Oh, for know? sure. Yeah, like,
1: she's seen stuff. Her, her, I mean, I guess Percy kind of also is this character, but like, like the seen stuff their whole life and then suddenly whisk into the world. But like the idea that she like has nothing to do with it is really interesting.
0: Yeah, she's just quirky. Like, Percy actually has a center role in this world, but she truly is the quirky girl that the teen movie is made about. Like, she's just different and so quirky and crazy and so, so unique.
1: I'm not (laughs) like other girls. I see monsters.
0: She is not (laughs) like she is the blueprint for not
1: like other girls. This is the OG Manic Manic, Pixie Dream Girl.
0: Oh, wow. Actually, we need to make this distinction right now. Annabeth is not like other girls, but she's not a manic pixie dream girl. But Rachel is a manic pixie dream girl and is also like, does that make sense?
1: That's so correct. They're not, they're both like not like other girls in like the complete opposite ways.
0: Yeah. Like Annabeth is not like other girls, but she's not, she's not at all a manic pixie dream girl. But
1: like Rachel is. Yeah. Percy's type is kind of is definitely not like other girls like
0: because it's like interesting because when these books were written like Annabeth really was not like other girls in media at least
1: that's actually Uh. that's very true
0: so like we have to take it like when characters like Annabeth and Rachel are written into stories now it's like oh my fucking god like sometimes like it's not crazy different to be like a character to be a person like Annabeth is a person or like Rachel's a person now yeah obviously not with like the whole greek gods thing but like personality wise you know um it's not that like qu- like quirky and different now because books like this normalized it so like it's it's definitely like this was the the origin of the not like other girls joke but it genuinely wasn't like other girls portrayed in media at the time, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's definitely, you have to be able to acknowledge like the faults and the characters that there are like problematic in the writing. Like uh, it, it, ooh, I can't think of the word I was going for, but um, it's important to think about those things. And then also, yeah, acknowledge that, wait, this was like, we can have better representation now because books like this did it first.
0: Yeah. Like they definitely weren't making huge strides, but like series like this definitely pushed the envelope on what could be included, and what ki- types of characters could be included in a narrative like this. Yeah. Like- yeah, I agree. Because I feel like Annabeth was one of the first portrayals of like a- very academic and smart girl who wasn't, like, a side character used as for jokes. Yeah,
2: know? for sure.
0: Like, she was con- in the center of the narrative and had, like, actual good development. Um, And she's, like, bossy and always gets her own... Like, always thinks her way is... Like, her way or the highway sort of thing. But, like, those girls are normally the butt of the joke when Annabeth is, like, very central to the story. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. It's At like- least media pre-2004 or whenever this was written, you know, like, it was definitely
1: yeah. a different kind of character for the time.
2: Yeah, yeah for the sure.
1: Only, only, like, other character around this time I can think of is, like, obviously Hermione. Um
0: Yeah, but they but, were around the same time. Yeah.
1: But, like, even Annabeth, you can tell that she was written a little later because she actually, like, is important to the story. Like, obviously, Hermione's very important to the story. Obviously. But Hermione's narrative centers around saving Harry and Ron whereas Annabeth's narrative is do what Annabeth want
0: yeah Annabeth's narrative is what
1: does Annabeth want to do
0: with her life like fully and how are like the other characters impacting her life rather than her solely existing to impact the other characters life but then
1: obviously there's a little bit of a problematic uh, Luke thing that she kind of is in her she does get forced into two separate love triangles
0: he does. Not really I don't know. It's
1: very strange. What is, it, is, it, oh. what is he we brain call it the like love quadrilateral?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh my I, god, that's funny. <laughs>
1: love quadrilateral. So good. Ugh. But anyways, Manic Pixie Dream Girl, Rachel Elizabeth yep. Dare. Mm-hmm. Could could have a normal life, but like sees things and chooses not to. Actually, I like the seeing Rachel as as kind of a, um, a metaphor for activism in a way. Uh, like How using so? so Rachel has a lot of privilege because because she is a mortal, so she doesn't have to deal with these problems. But she oh, see- but she sees. I them. agree. And and then in the end, she chooses to only a mortal can host the oracle so she chooses to do it herself she uses her privilege to our advantage to help people who are less advantaged than her um True. and we also see like her as a person in her narrative is like kind of a social justice oriented person like who grew up rich but uh, realizes the problems with that and works to fight against them and so I think it's interesting that, I think she's actually a really well-written character because she both is like that in the mortal world and then is like that in the narrative, um, in the characterization and in the plot. And I really like that. And I like that I just realized that. Um, I feel like I'm going to like Rachel more and more as we keep reading because I keep realizing little things about her. I agree. And she's very likable in the first chapter. I remember not liking her when I first read her but she is the most normal person we've met yet
2: (laughs) that's so true yeah
1: though I guess that is something I do like about these books how I mean talking about normal like how people the characters react very realistically to everything like Percy's never like Oh yes, of course. The Medusa and her her uh, garden emporium. He's always like, "What the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Why does this crusty guy have a waterbed shop? Why <laughs> why does Cersei <laughs> run a spa? I don't understand anything that's True. going on." And which is why he's the best narrator.
2: True.
0: And once he finally figures it out, when he's explaining it to like people like Rachel and Tyson to a degree, like. He is coming from a perspective like, yeah, I had no clue what the fuck was going on, too. And, like, helps them get through the, like, what the fuck is going on, you know? Uh-huh.
1: Yes. True. he's he's, he, he's doing great.
0: I oh. know there's a lot of Percy slander in this world, but I was in love with him, so he will always have a soft spot in...
1: Neve, we know! <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm in love with him, too, a little bit. Let's be real. We just got off of a full book of hating Percy. I'm hoping, I think he does bad again in this book, but he's yet to do bad. He'll,
2: no, he'll do a better job. I think. I I really do.
1: I mean, he he should. He did. He grew so much. So much.
0: Yeah, he a very good job in Last Olympian, and I'm holding out for that. I can't he remember does. if he does bad in this book. Genuinely, I'm
1: sure he does.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think he uh, does like decently badly, but it's not
1: like. Not like Titan's Curse level bad. I don't think he's going to win this one.
2: No. No chance. I, I don't think he's ever going to win. But I think he won't lose.
1: Yes. Yes. That, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm i sure he's going to do some bad love triangle stuff.
2: Uh...
1: But hey, he's trying to have a normal life. And what do normal boys do? Male manipulate. Oh my god.
2: I've truly been consuming so much media with love triangles recently. I'm so tired of it. I'm like, please just
1: That is a trope that we need to leave in the the 2010s and 2000s. Dude,
0: I'm watching all the office bonus content, so I have done nothing but watch a show all about love triangles. There's uh-huh. so love triangles in the office yeah that's real like, love triangle after love triangle and that's what makes it so compelling yeah. i'm not like love there's other tri- stuff too, but like a lot of the show is based in love triangles.
1: Yeah. there's like situations where love triangles are like acceptable like i can get behind them but they have to be different we've seen the same love triangle i know played out so many times
2: mm. like
1: everything is just a photocopy of the hunger games and Twilight love triangle, like, like girls, like girls, not like sense. other girls, <laughs> likes boys who are like the same person.
2: I know, and they have to like actually make sense given the context. Like, you can't just throw one together just because you want to. Like, it just makes me tired.
0: Exactly. Given, okay, quick little office bit for anyone who's interested. Um, the Jim and Pam and Roy love triangle is obviously like big big things and then it's Aaron Pam and Jim and that like keeps the show alive for like the first couple seasons like that is like the moment the thing but I always found like the most dramatic in my opinion like the one that I was like wow I really didn't see this coming was the Andy Angela Dwight I know
2: it's so (laughs) good though
0: this is so crazy. Like, it was so a left turn from what you were thinking. But then when it happened, you were like, oh, this does make a lot of sense. But, like, they obviously – they had ended the the Pam and Jim various love triangles. So they are like, we need a new one. And they made this one. And it was so, so interesting.
2: So entertaining. I loved it. Mm. There – a lot of love triangles, though, are, like, painful. Because, like, if your favorite character is the one who loses – I'm like, I hate it here, I wanna yeah. leave.
1: <laughs> no, I like a love tri- I actually don't super hate the love triangle in I'm just, Percy I... Jackson because it's not like it you I don't it might change my mind when we read this book over a course of a you couple might. months. You really might. But it feels like it doesn't beat it over our heads, but <laughs> after if we if we draw this book out like like we will maybe i will feel like it's being beat over my head
0: see it's weird mm. because from what i can remember of the major events it doesn't really get into the love trying until the end of this the end book of the book and yeah. the beginning of the last olympian
2: i yeah. do think though that there was a large part of me that was like i picked up on the fact that like nothing big was starting yet but like I like I always knew it was coming. And I was like, I hate that I know it's coming because I don't want it. And I just I was so scared that Persephone wasn't actually gonna happen. Literally I'm so
1: slowly up. remembering what else happens in this book and I'm not. We we're now at we're now at another pro- calypso.
0: Yeah. Oh. and I remember first reading when I first read this book, I was like like, now I can view it as a, oh, this was very entertaining and, like, an interesting choice. But I remember first reading it being like, I have spent so much time. This burn was literally, like, so slow. So, like, it was so a so slow, slow burn for you to completely derail it. But it's all okay in the end. So it's okay.
2: I'm it's, that's, that's another what, thing. I, I've really been consuming a lot of, like, I mean, the main media I've been consuming actually has been heavy on the same tropes like, been very heavy on, like, the love triangle and the slow burn, and I'm like, not everything I consume! Please! Like, I... I'm so tired of it.
1: And it's, like, even more frustrating because the first... This book starts off with, like, oh, okay. We're good. Person and Annabeth are getting together. They're going on a date. It's all good. And then bam! Fuck you. We have this little fight. And a school blown up, and they're like, I "Guess we can't go on a date now."
0: You're really?
2: Why? Uh... So upsetting. Ranting about Persibeth another day. I <laughs> <laughs> I could keep well, going, but I... I don't think we should.
1: <laughs> uh... <laughs> Any more things about normalcy? I'm good. SASS moments. SASS moments.
2: I think I kinda already said mine. Um I I don't have the specific quote, but it was kind of when like the ghost like it was on the iris message with Nico and the ghost was kind of like, you know, <laughs> you could uh offer someone who like kinda should be dead and Nico's like, No, that's murder <laughs> And the ghost is like Well <laughs> you don't necessarily know that <laughs> and he's like I do so shut the like I thought it was really funny
1: it is funny because like the, at the end of of chapter two it really builds up like it's this, like dramatic reveal he's like Nico D'Angelo was trying to kill me
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> it was pretty dramatic from when I remember first reading it
1: and it's funny because it's not right. Like we read yeah. this book, we know she, we know he's wrong. Yeah, just another case of Percy making everything about himself.
2: <laughs> well, he's also very insecure right now, which I do understand.
1: I okay, yes, I can respect it. I I can see how he jumped to this conclusion. Yes,
0: it does make sense. It does make sense.
1: Not the furthest he's jumped. I, no.
0: this is not sass. Okay, it
1: is just funny
0: because. Rick really wrote this and I want to know where his head was at. She studied me carefully. You did that at the Hoover dam. You called me immortal, mortal. Like you're not. I felt like punching a bongo. What was I thinking? <laughs> or what? Like, what, what do you mean by that? Like I would love, Wait, like, what do you mean by that?
1: Wait, was this when they were in the band room?
0: I know, but like, it was just so specific Especially since I don't know of a band, like a school band that uses bongos.
1: I just like, I picture Rick sitting down and writing this and he's like, he has a clear image of this band room in his head and he's like, okay, he's gonna, he wants to punch something. What's next to him? A drum, a xylophone, bongos. It's the bongos.
0: (laughs) Other options, bass drum, snare drum, literally... There are so many different instruments that he could have punched besides a bongo because I was in band. We did not utilize bongos. Like, I was a band kid. I have no clue. It made me laugh so hard. I was like, he's going to punch a bongo, folks. He is so mad mad he's about to beat the fuck out of that bongo. I love (laughs)
1: it. That bongo will be beat. (laughs) All right. Mine was... Also a Percy thought. Uh, page 21. I need to talk to Clarice, Annabeth said. I stared at her as if she just said, I need to eat a large smelly boot.
2: Mm, yeah. <laughs> Always a classic. Very good.
1: It's funny. And then it's also like, I kind of, I, I love Annabeth Clarice's friendship.
2: Me too. So much. As it should. Oh,
1: yeah. As it should. As it should. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our first offerings of Battle of the Labyrinth.
2: Ooh. (gasps) I have mine. Okay. (laughs) Paul Blowfish.
1: Oh, what a good choice. Thank you. Mr. Blowfish himself.
0: That's so sweet. Oh, I love that. Braden, do you have yours?
1: I'm so excited. I do. Mine is Tyson um, because yeah. he comes back, he uh, fixes Percy's shield and he cleans up their entire cabin that Percy left messy over an entire summer. He cleans it up so that they don't have to wash dishes in the lava.
0: Period. Wonderful stuff. Um, okay. Mine... I'm going to give to Rachel because Hmm. this was obviously very traumatic. (laughs) She was not expecting this to happen. Um, She was just trying to go to, like, Percy was on edge, Like, he knew something was up, but she was just trying to go to orientation. Like, Percy went into this with the mindset of that it's going to go poorly, and she was just trying to go to orientation. And, like, she created this big problem between... Percy and Annabeth and I feel like she could sense it but like she didn't mean any harm she was just like yo what the fuck happened <laughs> like you just blew up a school and now the police are after us like true. what she want me to do so yeah for her she's going through a lot true
1: I agree good choice alright vote off the island I know mine mine is the Council of Cloven Elders yeah Fair. Believe Grover. <laughs> He's just trying to be a good goat boy.
0: Yeah. I know.
1: All he wants to do is save the environment. Please just let him. It's not going to hurt you.
2: Yeah. My, can, I don't know if this is allowed. Uh, can I... I feel mean. Can I vote Neve off the island for not knowing who sang a fight song? <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> it was such a part of our lives
1: I, I was gonna I was gonna say say no, but then the context of it is too good. It was
2: such a part of our lives.
1: I do have to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> real. she I was so
1: that. ready with it too the second you said it she was like i guess i know what i have to do
2: <laughs> punishment for your crime
0: <laughs> sorry
1: crimes against humanity All
0: the viewers at home please forgive me for not knowing this information
1: <laughs> we'll see we will see only time will tell
0: My offering without giving too intense of a spoiler is for my, no, my vote off the Island without giving like too much away is for Quintus because like, I know we know Mm -hmm. what he's, but also bad vibes. Like I forgot what his like ultimate role in the book was as I was like first reading their interaction. And I was like, bad vibes, like weird, bad vibes that reminded me a little too much of Luke. So I was like, I don't like you. And then I was sure. like, It's very Luke like in those is
2: Luke-like, It's
0: true. Like his demeanor and like how he talked to Percy, I was like, This is how Luke talked about, I don't like him.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. So literally, Quinn just gets voted off because bad
1: vibes. Bad vibes. Sometimes true. it's just the vibes. It is. All right, folks. That's all for this week. Join us next week where we'll be joined by. Emma Berglund from Fan City Central, where we will be talking about
2: uh, chapters three and four. We play tag with scorpions and Annabeth breaks the rules through the theme of secrets.
0: Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Return to Camp at every platform that matters. And we also have a Patreon and a Redbubble store and a website, www.returntocamp.com. Bye. Goodbye. you next nice week. <laughs>